Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely. But it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're going to deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelson. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today I'm really pleased to have with me on the line Maxwell Nee. Maxwell Nee is a high-performing coach that teaches people how to use their abilities to build a successful coaching practice and how to put together online events. So this is going to be a really interesting discussion today. Maxwell, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Jeff. Maxwell, can you tell me a little bit about what it is that you do specifically? You know, like we've had a number of coaches on this program, and I find that sometimes the term coach can be a pretty wide and broad term. Can you talk a little bit about what it is that you do and what makes you amazing at your craft? Cool. Awesome. Thanks. So what I do in our business as the head of marketing strategy is we've built our business on the back of events. And prior to COVID, they were all live. So we're in person, we hired a venue had like tea and coffee and all that sort of thing. And since COVID, we haven't had that that option available to us. So what we've done is we've brought all of our events online and we did something really, really bold. So what we did was we brought them online and we kept the price at our premium price level, which ranges from about, you know, 70 to about 200 US dollars per ticket. And they happen to fill out just as easily, just as quickly, and also sell out as well. So that's what I do. So I help, I help, I, I fill, I organize and create and structure and sort out all the marketing for all of our events and make sure that we fill them up every single time. That's really interesting. So just so we're clear, online events, you're saying are filling up and are filling in the same functions as live events used to, right? Because obviously no one wants to travel now. No one wants to go to, you know, no one wants to get on a plane or even drive, you know, across town in order to go to a particular event. And plus, you know, it gets all, you know, it gets all weird if everyone's wearing masks anyways, right? So nobody really wants to do that. Let's talk about online events and how the mechanics of an online event is uh, not so much different, but in many ways superior to a live event. What would be the first step in thinking about how to put together an online event that would replace a live event that people have done in the past? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So to, to put together any event, it, it's literally exactly the same. You know, we still use Eventbrite. We use Eventbrite for our live events. We use it the same for our online events. We just switch, you know, at the end of each event title, we would have Dash London or Dash Toronto like Dash in the location, and now it says Dash Online Workshop. So it's literally exactly the same, it, it, just that we specify now that it's online. The thing with events is that the thing that I that I teach all of our clients that I do in our business is that every single event, you know, it's you want to be clear rather than clever. 
So people that are very, very creative and passionate about what they do and are, are experts at what they do, what I've found is a lot of them fall into the common sort of pothole of trying to be too clever. So they'll use words that aren't, you know, very, very easily digested and well received from people that are just, you know, that are just flicking through their their Facebook feed. Like you've got literally less than a second for someone to really absorb what you're trying to communicate. And if the title of what you have to offer for the name of your event isn't clear, then then you've missed that opportunity. You know, you miss the opportunity to catch that person's attention. So basically what you're saying here is to stay away from the industry jargon. Don't try to be too technical. Just saying if you're going to learn about SEO, then you're going to learn about search engine optimization. And like, don't try to be overly technical about it. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, even SEO, like the phrase, I would be very tempted to change that to S search engine optimization workshop for beginners or something like just super, super clear. Take out all the acronyms you can take out any abbreviations or anything like that. If all else fails, I teach our clients always just start with a how-to, you know, how to rebuild your career after COVID-19, how to blah, blah, blah. So how-to is a really easy way to, to help you get in centered in, in being clear. Okay. So what happens after that? So after you come up with the concept of what it is that you want to, you know, that you want to portray the mechanics of, you know, like getting speakers and, you know, getting other types of talent on there, it's, relatively the same. You still want to look for some big names, some medium names, but you also want to make sure that you're getting the right people to talk about the right subject at the right time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you, you know, if you if you bring in any name, you want them to come in to speak about their speciality, right? So, you know, you wouldn't bring in Gary V to come talk about um like coaching. You'd bring in to come talk about content marketing and and online marketing and paid marketing and all that sort of thing. So um, in terms of running the event, it's literally the same. The only difference is instead of paying for a venue and having them travel somewhere and worrying about access to location and and toilets and and fire safety regulations, all that sort of stuff you've got to work out if you do a live event, you literally have one Zoom link that you email and you share with everyone. That's it. Okay, so great. So what would be the best way then to come up with the theme, right? Because you want to make sure that you're attracting the right people to speak, but you also want the right people to, you know, to attend. So the targeting is massively important on both sides. How do you address that? Yeah, yeah. So I stumbled across this. I was about 15 at the time and I wanted to create an event for my my school and I didn't know what people were willing to pay money for. So I did what not many people thought think to do is I went and asked them. I went and asked the target audience. I said, hey, look, I'm thinking about doing this event. I don't know what the price will be, but it'll probably be around, you know, $20 to $50. What would you pay? What would bring you here? What would you be most interested in seeing? And also, if this were to go ahead, it'd be probably on this date, would you be interested in pre-registering, right? So I sort of stumbled across that when I was about 15, 16. And before I knew it, I had about 300 pre-registrations for this event, no one had paid anything yet, but it was just an expression of interest. And then with that, I went back and created exactly what the majority said that they wanted. And I I brought that back to them and said, hey, look, we've got this event. There's about 300 people pre-registered. Do you want to buy a ticket now? All right. So once you did that, basically you asked your community what it is that they wanted, 
right? And then you figured out a way of how am I going to deliver this to them? Would you say that putting together online events are profitable or are they just like a segue into a larger set of attracting business? Like, like what would be the end game for putting together an online event, a virtual summit, things like that? Yeah, yeah. So there's this term that I've been learning recently, which is called like a, a for product business. So it's a business that has something that's that's free or low value, and then they've got their main product, and then they've also got their other product that is that is higher rent, right? So the online event we treat that as the free slash low value thing. So it's like the really low barrier to entry way for people to find out what we're about. It's usually, you know, small investment of money, but it's definitely an investment of time. If you think of it, it's a bit like Tesla offering uh, free test drives, right? A test drive is free, like they don't charge you for it, but it does take up a lot of your time. It takes up a lot of organizing. It takes up like a whole afternoon, right? So it's, it's and they know that if they have, you know, 10,000 test drives out there, eventually that's going to equal something like, I don't know, 500 cars being sold. And then, you know, 500 other cars being sold, moving on from that, right? So, so we use events as like a low barrier to entry way for people to test drive what we have to offer. And then, you know, a certain portion then, you know, would like to keep working with us, would like to essentially buy the car and the rest of them don't. But the beautiful thing about the rest of them that don't, as long as you're committed to that test drive being as awesome as possible, you'll find that the other 70% who don't buy, pretty much all of them will become a raving fan. And, and, and they help to fill up your next event. All right. So that's interesting. So basically you're using it as sort of a lead magnet of sorts, where you are delivering some sort of value. You're making them pay for it, but not a lot, right? But then it also creates a venue for the organizer to sell a higher ticket item or to bring them uh, closer into their into their community, for example, right? Like what other kind of benefits would you say there are? You know, it's, it's definitely to offer what we have to offer. We also use it to create content. You know, it like all of our content that we have now, or the vast majority of it comes from a previous event of which, you know, the guests were so gracious to allow us to, to share it. And, and that, that's a really, really important point, right? Because what I found was we had all of this really great content online on our YouTube channel that was there. And when people bothered to watch it, they were really, really engaged in wanting to work with us. Okay. And then I thought, why aren't people watching it if it's, if it's that good that when they do, they're actually ready to start working with us. And then I realized that, you know, all of that content online and every, all that sort of stuff out there, it was a lot and a lot of exposure. Okay, but exposure doesn't instigate action, which is what we're looking for from our target audience. What instigates action is someone allocating enough attention, enough of their attention and engaging with the actual content. So that's the reason why we created events in the first place. It was it was a mechanism to capture people's attention because in when you have an event and you have a hundred people there online in a Zoom room, instead of you being online posting and posting and posting and fighting for everyone's attention, there's a hundred people in that Zoom room fighting for your attention. So it it, it massively shifts the tide and it, it creates a very very important distinction that that I help to our clients learn, which is attention over exposure. Now exposure. I define that as being more of where your target audience is more of the time, okay? Attention is when you leave your target audience wanting more of you every time. It's when they they want more of you and, and for them to have more of you, that's when you can start talking about different offers and, and other things that they want more of because it's, it's like they're watching and they're listening with a different set of ears because of the event online workshop environment.
so now that you've set up this online event, people are coming. Some people have paid money, you know, like for a pre-entry into it. Sometimes you have events that increase the price closer to the date that the event actually happens. And then, of course, you have the people that charge even more for entry at the door, right? So they didn't pre-register. They didn't take advantage of any early birds. And then they pay full price. Now they're listening to the, you know, they're listening, watching, engaging in the online event. What happens then? Like, so you need to make sure that you're creating enough interest. The content that you're producing is engaging enough, right? What happens after that? Right. So after the event is over, you can make the event replay available for an additional cost, maybe. But how can you use that content afterwards to make a mark and to propel your business even further forward? We share pretty much all of it in dissected bits and pieces as our content for the next 10 weeks up until the next event. You know, there's nothing better to promote a new movie that's coming out than clips and trailers of the of that movie right and, and, our, and our events you know they they're, they're different every time they get better every time but the closest thing that we have to the next one was the last one in terms of content to sharing to people real taste of of what we have to offer and what we what we have to deliver at the next online event so so you know really like it's i love it because it's like this perfect circle you know it, it, it creates content that feeds itself and it generates interest and every time Every time you sell one out, that becomes your next big, big piece of marketing collateral because you could say the last one sold out. You better get your tickets because the last one sold out. And then it's it's the last, and then the next one. By the time the next one comes around, it's like the last one sold out. You better get your tickets because the last one sold out. So they it becomes like this snowball effect that just ends up driving your business as long as you you know you keep your eye on the road and keep your hand on the on the um, on the steering wheel. Wow. Amazing stuff. Thank you for walking through all that. Maxwell, can you please let everyone know how they can find you online and how they can contact you directly if they'd like to learn more? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the best way to find us online is to go to our website, which is highperforming.coach. On that page, you know, you'll be able to see some of our workshops that we have coming up as well, so some of our events. And if you wanted to email me, you can email me at maxwell at highperforming.coach. Amazing stuff. Maxwell, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me today. Thanks, Jeff. 